All right, Tuesday night, and we are live. Hope everybody's doing good. As always, be blessed in Jesus' mighty name. Just one thing off of the pregame. As usual, I should probably include it in the regular game, but I don't, so I just got to comment on it. In the pregame there, you got Corrine Jean-Pierre, the worst press secretary in the history of the United States of America, which is saying a lot considering that she followed Jen Psaki. But she said that the situation at the border requires legislative action, so it requires an act of Congress. It requires Congress and the Senate and the President all to derive, you know, come up with a bill and agree to it and everything else, which was that border security bill, which I won't go into or I'll spend the next 45 minutes talking about what a fraud it was. But she says it requires legislative action. Again, this is just gaslit propaganda. If it required legislative action, then why did Trump shut down the border without legislative action? Because you had Paul Ryan, of course, working against Donald Trump because Paul Ryan is actually a Democrat, working against Donald Trump at the time they could not get a border wall built together. If everybody remembers that. So he pulled money from the military and built the wall. That's how he did it, which requires $8 billion, which is already, and we're spending a hundred times that. I mean, that's an exaggeration, but we're spending, I mean, it's, it's hundreds of billions of dollars at the border every year. But if it required legislative action and not just executive action where a president could just take action, what's some action that the president could take uh, unilaterally? Uh, he could put a razor wire down all by himself without any legislative action whatsoever as part of the border budget. There's a CBP budget that's billions of dollars, HHS budget that's billions of dollars, military budget, which is billions of dollars. We could pull the money from Ukraine and spend it on the border. It's all that money's fungible. Biden could do it himself right now. He doesn't want to. Those, that's the truth. The Democrats can say whatever they want to say. And, that, you know, they're, these are people devoid of all human dignity and all, all integrity. They will say whatever it is that needs to be said to usher in their agenda. And again, I tell you this, what good is an agenda if you have to lie to implement it? How good could it possibly be if you have to lie to implement your agenda? But Donald Trump shut down the border. Now listen, 2000, 2019 was not a good year at the border, even for Donald Trump. About double the amount of people from 2018 crossed the border in 2019. But then the following year, Donald Trump shut it down to about half of what it was in 19, maybe even less. And he got it down to 8,000 illegal border crosses per month. And you watch this podcast all the time. You know these numbers, but these are the a- actual facts. These are, these are the numbers. This is what really occurred. Donald Trump, when he left office, had illegal border crossings down to 8,000 per month. Joe Biden is 12,000 per day. Eight th- so no legislative action was ever done under the Trump administration. Never. And basically, his, it went like this. 2017... About four four hundred thousand people illegally crossed the border. Two thousand eighteen, about four. This is these are rough numbers between four and five hundred thousand. In each is seventeen and eighteen. Two thousand eighteen, four hundred fifty, four hundred four hundred to four hundred fifty thousand people illegally crossed the border. Then it went way high in two thousand and nineteen because they were thinking Donald Trump would not get elected in twenty twenty, but or they were trying they were trying to get in before Donald Trump locked down the border. Before that's what it was. Before the wall was built. Trying to get trying to get in before the walls built. So they rushed the border in 2019, went up to about 800,000. So about, about doubled. Then Donald Trump locked it down. None of those years, 17, 18, 19, or 20, none of those years had any legislative action whatsoever. So what is so if there's no legislative action then and there's no legislative action now, what's causing the bum rush at the border? The current administration, HHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas and Joe Biden. 
That's what's causing this. And, of course, border czar Kamala Harris has never been to the border one time in her life. Either is Joe Biden since he's been president. And has he ever been? Who knows? But that, those are the absolute fact. That legislative, this requires, you know, mass, you know, comprehensive. Those are the words, comprehensive border reform. It needs legislative action. Donald Trump didn't have any legislative action. Donald Trump cut the border invasion by half. 8000 per month, which is not great. It's good, but it's not great. But, I mean, you only had four years. Really, three. Well, you won't really, I mean, if you were to actually look at all the scandals that were perpetrated on him by the, dead, by the deep state, really the guy had like a year in office that he could do anything in any effective way. But, so that, when Green Jean-Pierre says that this requires legislative action and he cannot unilaterally do it, Joe Biden can't unilaterally do it through executive action, those are all bold-faced lies. He could shut down the border right now. He's the president of the United States. He, he could implement any, we know why? Because there's nothing, there's nothing to do. What, do. what do you need to do? You just simply say, illegal is illegal. That's it. And there's, there's, no, there's nothing else to discuss. If you are not legally entering this country, you are illegal. You are committing a crime. So there's nothing, there's nothing, there's nothing to implement. We don't, we don't need to put out new legislation that says uh, murder or theft is a crime. To enforce murder, murder and theft laws. They're already a crime. They're already in place. Doesn't take executive action. It doesn't take legislation, legislative action. It just takes implementing laws that are already in place. It is illegal to cross our border illegally. It's as simple as that. Shut it down. So we have to go back to the border. Border really is, you know, it's easy to, to stick with the border every podcast because it really is, it is getting up there. It's either the economy or the border that's the number one concern for Americans right now, and that goes across party lines. It's the border or the economy. So let's go to the border. All right, Tony video, American citizens. I showed you this in the pregame, but I just had to show it again just in case people missed it. These are American citizens being detained at the U.S. border. Now, the board, Now we could show, I, I actually should have done it. I could show you one video after another of quote-unquote asylum seekers pouring into the border. Basically, this is the latest tactical information that's come, come, come out about the borders. I got this from, the, from, uh, from Steve Bannon's show. Basically, there's a hole, there's a giant hole in the wall every half mile. So there, there, is no, there is no border. There is no border wall. There is no border security. There really is no CBP. CBP does not keep people out of the country. They facilitate people into the country. Whether they like it or not, that's what they're doing. Now, their, their union chief hates it, but it, that's, that is what they, they are. Border invasion facilitators. That's what the CBP is. So we have no border. There's a whole giant holes in the wall about every half mile. Can't remember if it said mile or every half mile or every mile and a half. Can't remember which, but it's in along those lines. So there is no border. There is no border wall. There is no border task force. There is no border patrol, customs border patrol. There's none of that. It's not even when they do run into migrants, they don't keep them out of the country. They drive them into the country. And if they don't drive them into the country, then they go to the port of entry and then the CPP drives them into the country. That's, that's the way it is. Remember Trump's remain in Mexico policy? That was you had to go to the port of entry. You had to remain in Mexico and go to the port of entry. And Trump turned them all down, which is why he changed it to 8,000 border invaders per month in comparison to Joe, Biden, Joe Biden's 12,000 illegal border crossings per day. So we don't have a border. That, that's absolute fact. They're bum rushing the border. Whatever. We are now starting to see Europe-level crimes. 
It's going to happen. Folks, you can't let in. And, I, and, and I'm preaching to the choir right now. I understand that. But there's always a few people that are watching. They, they probably only last a few seconds because they can't swallow the truth because it violates their agenda and their narrative. But no country can withstand. This country's only 350 to 380 million people. I know they always tell you 330. It's inaccurate. It's a 2006 census number. We have way more than that now. So we're closer to 400 million. Even being that big, you cannot, no person, no, no country can sustain 12,000 illegal entries per day. 300,000 per month. Three to four to five million per year. Nobody can, no country can sustain that. They're being overrun in Europe with Muslim crimes committed by radical uh, Islamists. We are now being inundated with illegal border crosser, illegal, I don't want to call them migrants, illegal, illegal invader crimes. We are now being inundated, inundated with that, i.e. the Lake and Riley case. That's just one. That's a, that is a huge crime because it's a felonious murder and a grievous one at that. But that doesn't, that doesn't, you, that, that doesn't take into account all the crimes nobody ever hears about, vehicular homicides, the thefts, the rapes, everything else. We had the case, I can't remember, I think it was Ohio, we had the, the girl who wanted an abortion and was the whole case about couldn't get an abortion in one state, had to go to the other. Well, turns out that she was a minor who was feloniously raped by an illegal migrant. And that, of course, was ignored by the people who are pushing illegal migration upon us on purpose because it's all part of the global agenda. So here, so basically, I, I, could, I could, right now, Aaron, I could put out three hours straight of our border being bum-rushed by, by 169 different countries. Yeah. And then with, and, and unfettered, unstopped, facilitated by our own government. We have our own government facilitating fentanyl, our own gov government facilitating child sex, uh, sex trafficking, our own government facilitating child sweatshop labor, uh, uh, labor trafficking. Our own government's doing all that. But the borders are just absolutely wide open. I could show you, you know, of course, you already know this, but I can show you hours and hours and hours of video proving that. But if you are an American citizen trying to cross back legally into the, now, I don't know why these guys just didn't walk through the wall. Walk through the wall. <laughs> just, well, there is no wall, so just walk through it. But, of course, they're doing it legally because they have a shotgun. Didn't Joe Biden tell us to go, buy a shotgun, remember? <laughs> Maybe they, they have a shotgun for shooting geese. They turn it over to CBP. They have a couple geese that they're going to they're going to uh, turn into taxidermy. That's it, and this is their situation. Play for me, other. Well, this is what happens when an American citizen tries to come back into the United States of America after being hunting in Mexico legally for geese. This is what happens to an American citizen. Meanwhile, thousands of people are walking across the uh, river in Texas and Arizona, but. American citizens sitting in a cage while Customs looks at two shotguns and some geese to be taxidermied. I'd like to say something like more comprehensive or more deep or whatever, but the problem is, is that they hate us. The, the, the people that we have elected, you know, you might be thinking, I don't elect them. I know, I, listen, but it is people that I, help, that I have helped elect. I mean, I helped elect uh, George W. Bush. I voted for him twice. Um, I voted for his dad. Um, I voted for John McCain. <laughs> I'm on a puke. I voted for Mitt Romney. <laughs> so, I mean, I voted for Marco Rubio numerous times. 
34, almost $35 trillion worth of debt, and that's how they treat us. Yeah. They hate us. And it all needs to be overturned peacefully via elections. We need to put out, a, not, it doesn't, we don't ever need to think about electable ever again. All we need to put, we need to put up people for election in whatever was congressional seat, whether it's a senatorial seat, president of the United States, local elections that are legitimate MAGA conservatives. That's it. And they win, they win, they lose, they lose because everything else is a Democrat. Everything else is a Democrat. If you're not a MAGA patriot, you are a Democrat, Nikki Haley. You just saw, I mean, just, I mean, isn't that, isn't that video hysterical? She's claiming to have won another state she lost by over 20 points. She's a typical leftist who advocates for everything the Democratic Party advocates for. If you're not, and I'm not trying to, I'm, when I say MAGA, I'm not just saying I, I, I'm a Trump guy, I'm voting for Trump, but I'm just saying I'm not, I'm not solely aligning MAGA with Trump, even though it's his statement. I mean, it's been said before by a previous politician, but he adopted it and he definitely made it what it is now, which is globally huge. But when I say MAGA, I mean America first, make America great again. If you're not a MAGA patriot, everything else is a left heart. Everything. Nikki Haley's a left heart. Cornyn's a left heart. McConnell's a left heart. Graham's a left heart. McCoskey's a left left heart. Collins is a left heart. Uh, Portman's a left heart, and many many others that we could name. Marco Rubio's a left heart. But like Tom, I've heard them say really good right wing things. That's so they stay in office. They say those things. They don't legislate that way, but they say them so that they can continue to be in office and usher in the globalist leftist agenda. Otherwise, we'll put conservatives in there and stop it. They say conservative things like "I'm pro life." And then they never do a daggum thing. How long has Roe v. Wade been around? And they could never overturn it until Donald Trump came along? It could never be overturned. How many times do we own the Supreme Court? How many times do we own Congress? We, now, we could have codified it. We could have codified law long before Roe v. Wade, but we didn't do it. Why? Because most Republicans, credit Dan Bongino, are actually Democrats and not one Democrat is actually a conservative Republican. Wall Street Apes video, back to the border. While corruption is bold, it's actually insane. The founder of the company, they gave the, they're funding now mass checks, mass, uh, I think it's gift cards, thousand bucks a month, as well as basically three square meals a day. You live at a luxury hotel. The founder, uh, the, the founder of the company that's now financing illegal migration, the illegal immigrants inside of New York City, the founder of that company was already tied in, of course, with Democrats long before this. But here's the whole story. Play it for me. It's starting to come out, obviously, that the company that's administering the debit card programs to the illegals is clearly on the take. There was no bid for it. There was no competitive thing. It was given to an organization that's going to administer it for millions of dollars of fees from the city of New York, from your tax dollars. Oh, and then you think it's going to get kicked back to the politicians? One hundred percent. $53 million contract reviewed by CBS2 gives the firm Mobility Capital Finance lots of fees for services, including a $125,000 one-time setup fee, $250,000 in annual management fees, and fees based on how much money is distributed to migrants, $1.5 million for the first $50 million handed out, $2.5 million for the next $100 million. So wait a minute. So these institutions, these financial institutions that are tied to the city of New 
New York are actually going to make millions of dollars in fees from the taxpayer paid to them, which then goes, washes the hands of the politicians and makes these people rich. They're going to do that based on the more they give out to the illegals, the more they're going to make in taxpayer fees. Are you kidding me? Do you see it now? So this company that now solely supports Democrats, there was no bids whatsoever. They're getting paid to hand out money. Sounds like the Clinton Foundation, doesn't it? The Clinton Foundation, of course, only hands it out to themselves, as we put out on the show, their tax returns, where it costs them $39 million to hand out $5 million. That's how the Democratic Party works. So there was no bids whatsoever. This is all this is covering the city of New York. No bids for their debit card from illegal migrants. And, you know, there's another... Uh, Word game that Democrats play is they blend migration or migrants with illegals. You have illegal migration and you have legal migration. It's as simple as that. There's legal and illegal. And one needs to be treated completely different than the other. So there was no bids in this debit debit card handout program inside of New York City. $53 million for, for a city whose murder rate is up 25%, their felonious crime rate is up 40%, and they're going to hand out $53 million to people who are here illegally. $53 million. And they're going to pay people to hand it out. So not only do they get the $53 million, get this now, please understand this. It's $53 million plus the following. $125,000 setup fee. What does that mean? $125,000 to set up how you're going to hand out debit cards? (laughs) $250,000 management fee and bonuses, $1.5 million for the first million you hand out, for the first 50 million handouts. So this company gets a $53 million contract plus $1.5 million to hand, the first time you hand out $50 million, you get a bonus of $1.5 million. When you hand out $100 million, you get a bonus of $2.5 million, which is all going to go to ActBlue to elect more Democrats because it's the NGO circle bleep symbiote. Yep. Again, which I have outlined a million times on the podcast. Planned Parenthood, $600 million. Every year they get Donald Trump canceled it. Joe Biden put it back in place. First day in office. So now Planned Parenthood funds Democratic Party campaigns. And your campaign finances go into your personal pocket, into your personal wallet. You're like, how does that work? Very simply, you can claim anything to be a campaign expense. I've told you this a thousand times. Eric Swalwell flies all over the globe, drinking the finest wines, eating the bit, eating at the five-star steakhouse, staying at the five-star hotels, riding shirtless on a camel, finding more Chinese spies to sleep with. He does it all on his campaign dime. Fannie Willis testified under oath that she pulled a large swath of cash out of her campaign finances. That's what they do. They're personally getting rich off of campaign finance, not to mention Ilan Omar giving $3 million to her, not her non-brother husband, <laughs> married to her brother before this guy, divorced her brother and married this guy. For consultancy fees, Bernie Sanders, for all intents and purposes, does the exact same thing. That's the reason why Three House Bernie is a socialist, but he has three houses. And wokeness video breaking. Here's Denver again. Denver is just popping up on the radar. Why? Because they are a bunch of leftards who wanted illegal, mass illegal rush the border migration, wanted mass illegal migration, and now it's overrunning their city. To the Democrats in Denver, when are you going to wake up? When the mass rapes begin? When the mass robberies begin? When the mass murders begin? When how many Lake and Rileys do we have to have? 
but they're now being overrun, and they're it's 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 just like it's just like vaccine deaths. Everybody's pretending like they don't know the reason why everybody's dying. Everybody doesn't know the reason why their cities are bankrupted. Well, here it is. And wokeness video breaking. Denver says it's there, that they're actually not laying off employees to fund the border crossings. Play, play for me. The city of Denver does not want headlines that it's laying off employees in order to pay for the migrant crisis. But the city is telling hourly employees that they may have their hours reduced to zero. Just don't call them layoffs. Here's Mark Salinger. When we got a tip that employees at this rec center were being told they no longer had jobs, we asked the city if there were new layoffs that hadn't been announced yet. Can you confirm if this is accurate? I asked the mayor's office and Parks and Rec Department. Their answer was meant to assure us that we were wrong. No layoffs, they said. However, some employees may have their hours reduced to the point where they may not receive any hours. They're not calling it layoffs, but it definitely sounds like some people may not have jobs anymore. These direct impacts today on DMV do not involve layoffs, nor do Parks and Rec involve layoffs of our current employees. We will have folks that are hourly workers that will have fewer hours. When Mayor Mike Johnson announced earlier this month that the city would cut budgets, he warned hourly employees would lose some work. Now we know they could lose all their work. I don't want to hide the fact that this matters a lot to those people that are on the front lines. The Parks and Rec Department tells us everyone from front desk workers to coaches to lifeguards are considered on-call employees that could be impacted by these cuts. The department has been told to cut $4.3 million to help the city pay for the migrant crisis. So Denver, which is a, you know, it's a big city, but it's a moderate-sized big city. They're cutting $4.3, they're not, again, they're not cutting it, they're moving it. So they're cutting it from the from Parks and Recreation, which serves the United States citizenry. And again, stealing this from Dan Bongino, if you notice when they're locking up our citizens at the border, our guys in cages. Saw that, right? They're all the hunters in cages. The five, six guys that are hunters in cages. Because they're the people that the Denver mayor hates. He's fine with those Americans being locked up and put in cages. Fine with that, but hates it when an illegal invader is put in a cage. Hates that. And the $4.3 million that is to serve American citizens via, just so everybody knows, this is our money. I don't live in Denver, so it's not mine. But, if, I mean, again, it could. some of this might be federal, so some of it could be mine. Yeah. They take it from the American citizens who pay all the bills, regardless of whether it's city or whether it's federal, who pays all the bills and gives it to the migrants. Because the migrants are the super citizens. See, that's what I'm stealing from Dan Bongino. They're the super citizens. We're now the peasants and the smelly Walmart people. The great unwashed, that's who we are. But the migrants, they are the pinnacle of humanity now in the eyes of the people that we elect. And you Democrats in Denver, this is how your mayor is treating you. He could keep all the migrants out if he wanted to. But he has chosen to be a sanctuary city. He can report them all to ICE. He doesn't do it. So he's taking $4.3 million to you. But don't worry. For the, for the parks and rec, people that are not being fired, they're not being fired, but your hours are being reduced to zero. <laughs> but you're not fired. Could that be any more of a Democratic Party statement? Don't worry. You're not being fired or anything. You're not fired. We're just reducing your hours to zero. I got some people in here that work for the church that are here right now. Hey, guys, you're not fired. 
You did, I'm just reducing your hours to zero. <laughs> Dude, don't worry, Aaron. You're not fired, Aaron. You're not, I mean, you're not fired. You just, I'm just resi- reducing your hours to zero. Bummer. <laughs> I mean, that'd be, I mean, I think I might hit your wallet a little bit, but, but, but don't worry. Somehow money is just going to, via osmosis, appear because you're not fired. Right. Typical Democratic Party doublespeak. It's not, a, it's not a baby in the womb. Well, what is it then? Uh, what is an assault rifle? Uh, what's, what, what is problematic CO2? Uh, they don't know anything. <laughs> it's just all about ushering in socialism and totalitarian control. Anything that has to be done. And legal migration is part of that, by the way, because these illegal migrants are very easily globally governed because they have no heritage connection to the governance of the United States of America or to our Constitution. Lives a TikTok tweet. I'm going to show you this. This is what's happening. Now, we can pull these up all day long. All day long. Could commit a whole show to it. This is Santos Filas Cruz Ramos. He is from Honduras and is in our country illegally. He was arrested. You know, no, no big deal. He was arrested this week after allegedly raping a woman. The sheriff's office is classifying him as white. Clearly. <laughs> and Aaron and I pulled it up. They're doing this in Texas. Well, they are classifying felonious sex offenders as white and they're and they're black men yeah go i mean i mean listen you might consider me to be racist by for saying this but there's black people there's white people and you can tell the difference yeah these i mean we i, I can pull up i have it still on telegram i can pull it up anytime i want but they're doing the same thing in the state of texas biden opens borders are, biden's open borders are putting lives in danger and allowing criminals to roam the country here it is this guy should never be in the country this is biden's rape Biden owns it. Go next to me, Heather. Bill Malugin tweet, breaking in statement uh, to Fox News. ICE confirms our reporting below. Ibarra, that is the person who killed Lake and Riley, is an illegal alien from Venezuela who crossed illegally. See how even Bill Malugin, it's funny how we now have to talk differently because you have to speak the language of the Democratic Party. Who crossed illegally, who is an illegal who crossed illegally? Yeah. If you cross illegally, you're an illegal. It's as simple as that. You don't need to say an illegal who crossed illegally. If you did not, if you were not permitted to, to come into this country via a port of entry, you were not granted asylum or granted a whatever card it is. Green card's more advanced, but whatever card is, a, a, a permanent entry, you're, le- you're illegal. But I mean, I know what I say the same thing all the time. I'm not jumping Malugin's case, but you end up speaking their language. And illegal is here illegally. Okay, you can't be here. Any, you're either here legally or illegally. Yeah. You cross the border, and anywhere that's not a port of entry, you are here illegally. I borrowed an illegal alien from Venezuela, crossed illegally into El Paso, Texas, in September 2022, and was released into U.S. via parole. ICE says on 9-14-23, NYPD arrest him. But NYP, NYPD, NYC is what? Sanctuary City. So they, don't, they probably didn't report him to ICE. I haven't even read this whole thing yet. NYPD arrested him in NYC for acting in a manner to injure a child less than the age of 17. I says he was released by NYPD before a detainer could be issued. Because New York City is a sanctuary city. So, Eric Adams and Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are responsible for the murder of Lake and Riley. Because there's supposed to be a detainer put on Ibera now, the second you're arrested, and he is held for ICE, and then ICE, which is ostensibly useless too, because they're under the Biden administration, but at least he would have bought some time with Ibarra in jail, 
but a detainer's put on him, and, and, then, and then ICE comes and assesses whether to release him or not. But he was released prior to a detainer ever being put on him because Eric Adams is the mayor of a sanctuary city. He now cries about it. He now moans about it. His campaign finance director was invaded after he rocked the boat. And what is Eric? What is Eric spineless, devoid of all integrity, devoid of all, hum, uh, of all human dignity? What has he done ever since his campaign finance director was invaded? Remember, he was going to go to Joe Biden. He's going to say, you know what? We're having a major illegal invader problem in New York. On his way to D.C., his campaign finance director was was raided by the FBI. Yeah. And, and Eric Adams has, says, has said nothing since because he's a coward. He's a pansy boy, tool boy for the Democratic Party. ICE says he was released by NYPD before a detainer could be issued. He now has an ICE detainer lodged against him in Georgia. Yeah, great. Now he's murdered somebody. Fantastic job. Typical. They hate us. They hate us. They hate Lincoln, Lake and Riley. They hate Lake and Riley's family. And even if you're a Democrat, they hate you just as much as they hate me. You're just a useful idiot. I'm a, I'm, I'm a non-useful person. You're a useful idiot if you're a Democrat. But he's being, don't worry, he's now being held by a detainer now after he bludgeoned a woman to death, which I'm going to get to the details of her murder in just a minute. All right, next one. Picks from the Gateway Pundit. Joe Biden's America, legal alien from Venezuela, arrested for sexual assault of a minor in Virginia. Go to the next one, Heather. MS-13 gay member wanted in El Salvador for murder. Oh, he was wanted in El Salvador, and we let him in the country. Yep. He was wanted in El Salvador for murder. Aren't they doing a great job vetting them at the border? Remember, you remember how you have Alejandro Mayorkas saying the border is closed? They're doing a fantastic job vetting them at the border. You had Dr. Phil on The View saying they're basically taping numbers onto kids, phone numbers onto kids. And, 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 the, and one of the, the higher-ups in HHS says, you know, we're, yeah, we call them, but we never visit them. 85,000 kids are missing. We know it's at least double that amount, double that amount that are actually missing. They never go and check the homes they send these kids to. And now they allow in a murderer from El Salvador. He already had a, he was, he had a, a warrant out of El Salvador and was allowed into our country. Previously removed from the country three times. But now, gang member wanted in El Salvador from her, arrested in Boston, previously removed from the U.S. three times, and he's still here. He's still, you want to talk about an open sieve. That's our southern border. We have no southern border. We have no border patrol. Fox News tweet. Up next for me, other. Thank you. Immigrant wearing, f you all. Hoodie among more than a thousand dropped off. <laughs> they just dropped off in San Francisco. All wearing masks. See, it's all the same agenda. Why are you wearing them? Why? Can anybody explain to me why they're wearing a mask? To stop what? Masks don't stop anything anyway. But stop what? No, no, nobody's wearing it except for Taylor Lorenz when she's being interviewed by uh, uh, Shia, uh, I forgot her, Shia Raychek from mm-hmm. Libs of TikTok. Nobody but, nobody but Taylor Lorenz is, is wearing a mask. Why, why are they wearing masks? Because it's all the same agenda. It's an oath of allegiance. It's a sign of allegiance. It's a swastika for the globalist left. Look, I, I am one of you. This, this program is part of our agenda. So everybody put a, put a, put a mask on. It's a brand. It's branding. They're branding them. You are part of the leftist globalist agenda. Put a mask on. That shows that you are part, that you are part of our agenda, that you comply with our agenda. 
And the Mario comes in. It's dropped off in San Francisco. Nobody knows who these people are. Dropped off in San Francisco. Nobody has any, San Diego. Nobody has any idea who these people are. None. None. We just told you the El Salvadorian guy wanted, wanted for murder in and out of the country three times. Just, just now recently arrested in Boston. They don't know who these people are. And not only that, but he has F you all to all of us. <laughs> remember, remember we were getting the bird flipped to us by the guys that were kicking the heads in of NYPD officers? Remember? Flipping us off when they're leaving the courthouse? They hate us too. So our government hates us, and they're importing people that hate us. It really is that simple, folks. Big fish video. This is one of the, okay, this is one, and most of you probably already seen it. But this video is actually hysterical to me. I mean, I don't laugh at it. It's, it's just, it's, you know, if you, don't laugh, if you don't laugh, you'll cry. Big Fish video, Life Comes to You for 60 Minutes did an episode to highlight how, how migration is working in Sweden. Probably to say, look how great it's working in Sweden. Sweden has a rape rate they've never seen before right now. Who's doing it? Muslims. Yep. Tom, you're, you're, you're a racist. How, tell me what race Muslim is. There's plenty of white people that are Muslims, plenty of black people that are Muslims. Uh, obviously, a lot of people from the Middle East are Muslims. So what race is it that I'm actually a racist against? Just tell me that. I'd mean, I just like to know. If you're going to call me a racist, just please tell me who I'm a racist against. Because I'm a xenophobic, transphobic racist because I want to close southern border. I understand that. But out of the 169 different nationalities across the southern border, of all different melanin contents in their skin, please tell me who I'm a racist against. I, I would love to know that. But it's just, of course generalities puked out by the globalist left that the rest of the globalist left swallows and the five of us five percent of us that are the actual resistance know that's crap but this is just a funny video so 60 minutes is in sweden to highlight how migration is working inside of sweden play for me other and they don't assimilate well into the swedish culture and society and they're unemployed and they're poor so you add all these factors together it and their youth are feeling marginalized and don't speak Swedish very well, so they don't get jobs or get into the Swedish youth culture either. But not everyone is hostile. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, my cousin lives in Melbourne. Many locals are polite and friendly. <laughs> and happy to talk. It's good. Yeah. I'm very happy. But what happened next changed everything. The police leave, and as we prepare to go, young men masking their faces arrive. Good, you're doing good. You're doing good? Yeah. Okay, very oh, good. Take it easy. Okay, you too. And attack. Go. Mate, go. Don't you touch me. Go, what? Okay, we're going to drink. Excuse me. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, uh, no, no, the gang's attention turns when a local intervenes and drives his mobility scooter into the most violent attacker. individually uh, attacked. I love these leftist media people. The guy comes to their aid on the scooter and they just leave him. Yeah. The guy the guy comes on the scooter and knocks the most violent offender away from them and then they leave him. And then, of course, you have the reporter from 60 Minutes. There's no need to be unkind. There's no need to be unkind. 
She lives, see, these people live in their own bubble. bubble. They are never touched by this, ever. And you're like, I am, I'm not either. I'm not either, to be honest with you. I'm not touched by it either. There's a lot, I see a lot of illegals in my area. They're all working. I'm not touched by this, but yet. But 12,000 people a day, 300,000 per month, three to five to six million per year, we are going to be touched by this. Sweden's a little country. We are a large country. They are inundated with rapes and violent crimes. Can you see it? You can't even, listen, that was a public square. This is just a place where people do, you know, shop and hang out. You can't even go there and do a 60 Minutes report without being assailed by black assailants. All wearing masks from Africa. And again, it's just very convenient that everybody's masked, isn't it? It's almost as if COVID was this precursor for many different narratives and agenda pieces, right? COVID itself ushered in vaccine passports was the infrastructure for CBDC. And put everybody in masks so you could then usher in mass lawlessness. And everybody's masked so nobody knows who they are. So they can all get away with it, i.e. Antifa and Black Lives Matter inside the United States. And these illegal, uh, well, I don't know whether they call them illegals or not in Sweden. Why are they closing their borders? Look at what happens when you just try to do a news report. There's no need to be unkind. Oh, lady, you're, you realize you're about to be killed? Yeah, right. She has no idea. No idea. People have no idea what's going on. For all the bourgeois, let the Robert De Niro's of the world who live behind walls with bodyguards and guns are all telling you to let them in because they are completely safe. Some of them are pawns of the globalist leftist agenda. Some of them are knowingly pawns of the, of, of the agenda. Some of them are just too stupid. They're just useful idiots for the globalist leftist agenda, i.e. like Robert De Niro and all the, Kevin Bacon and all these people that come out and open the border, send money to Ukraine. Save Ukraine's borders, but don't save ours because they're behind walls with guns and hundreds of millions of dollars. They don't care. Eventually they will care. Robert De Niro will be dead before this anyway, but eventually what happened? What, what will happen is Robert De Niro and Kevin Bacon, they'll all lose their jobs via, via the very policies that they vote for and then cry about it after they lose their jobs via DEI and ESG. Concerned citizen video, ATF. There's, this, is, this, is another, this is another really, really a little cherry on top, a little bonus for everybody. Concerned citizen video, ATF, illegal, illegal immigrants, access to firearms. Holy crap, woman claims her husband who owns a gun shop and states the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms have updated their policy and effective from today, they give an exemption to illegal immigrants allowing them to purchase firearms. Play it for me. My husband owns a gun shop and he just called me to tell me that the ATF has made updates to their background check policy and effective today, they give an exemption to illegal immigrants to be able to purchase firearms. Now, this strangely coincides with uh, California, New York, and Chicago making it legal for illegals to be police officers. Tell me our government isn't about to pull some shenanigans without telling me our government's about to pull some shenanigans. So a little list off of that. So... They're bringing in illegals. Jerry Nadler said it in a congressional hearing in a debate with Mike Johnson so that they can get them to vote. We got that. Now, 
They're going to allow illegals to buy firearms. Now they're going to allow in Chicago illegals to be police officers. Now, according to, I can't remember, uh, uh, Senator Little Dick Durbin, he wants illegals to serve in the military. So they can vote, buy guns, serve in the military, and become police officers. And we've already found CBP, CCP-controlled police stations inside of New York and Canada. Weird, isn't it? So it's almost as if they're setting up an army here. And the only people that are crossing the southern border is who? Statistically speaking, the only people that are crossing the border, 80 90% are military-aged men from 169 different countries yep. who are now allowed to vote. You're like, they can't vote yet. Not yet, but they was not yet, but they, they're, they've already tried to let them vote in different locations. And then, by the way, a lot of them did vote in 2020, and their votes counted because nobody was checking because they're all no signature verification, no, no, no ID required. So a lot of illegals voted. Mass mail out. I, mean, they, I just heard, I can't remember, I want to give due credit to who it was, but they mailed out 39 million ballots in the state of California. 39 million ballots. Nobody has any idea where they go. And somehow they'll end up in, in Zuckerberg drop boxes. So now the illegals, they want them to be able to vote. And a lot of times they already do. They want them to, now, according to ATF, according to this video, according to ATF's new policies, illegals can buy guns. They can be police officers in, in, in the city of Chicago. And we've already seen police stations from the CCP inside of New York City and in Canada. Shut down in New York City. I don't know what they're doing in Canada. But it's the CCP does their mili- does their winter military training in Canada anyway. The, the PLA, I mean. It's almost as if the globalist left is trying to make us a globalist state instead of a sovereign nation, really, and have an occupying force in here. And every single day, 12,000 illegals cross the border, primarily military-age men. All right, let's look. Oh, I got one more. Here's, here's, here is the details on the Lake and Riley murder. Play it for me, other. We are learning sickening new details about the murder of Georgia nursing student Lake and Riley. The police report reveals that the 22-year-old was beaten to death with a mystery object, beaten so badly that she suffered a, quote, disfigured skull. Her body was then reportedly dragged to a secluded area. The suspect in this atrocious crime is a Venezuelan illegal immigrant who crossed the border back in 2022. Republicans are calling Riley's death a result of President Biden's lax border policies. But Democratic Congresswoman Katie Porter is defending the president. She says, quote, it's important we don't make too much out of this one innocent girl's murder. Watch. Well, I think when a horrible tragedy like like this happens, I think whenever we're dealing um, with violent crime, there is a sense of outrage, of sadness and of loss. But I think the important thing to focus on is any one instance shouldn't shape our overall immigration policy, which has so many different facets, including economic choices about what workers to allow in and how to create prosperity in America. So the situation is tragic and it's a loss and it's important to acknowledge that, but also to recognize all the other how all the other parts of immigration policy fit together. Absolutely wrong, of course. What was her name? Katie Porter. So Katie Porter is absolutely wrong. She says there are many different facets of our immigration policy. You got to take all those into consideration. Basically, Lake and Riley doesn't matter at all because Katie Porter's policies 
resulted in the beating death of Lake and Riley. She is responsible for it. Joe Biden is responsible for it. Our borders are Kamala Harris and Alejandro Mayorkas, our DHS secretary. I think I've been calling him HHS, DHS. I get those two confused. They're responsible for her death, flat out. And she doesn't want to admit it. But Lake and Riley's blood is on her hands. The rapes of all these people are on her hands. And she knows it, but the immigration policy is many, many facets. Illegals are not part of our immigration policy. <laughs> immigration is legal, not illegal immigration. Right. We have an immigration policy. Everybody else stays out. There's nothing to think about here. It just goes, I mean, again, they make something very complicated that's not complicated. They do it on purpose to muddy the water so you can't see their malfeasance. It's exactly what they did with COVID. It's actually also not just so you can't so you can't see their malfeasance. It's so you can't see their agenda, which is usher in totalitarianism, a one-world commerce system with it with a singular access point controlled by them. They do it so that you can't see. They did the exact same thing with the COVID narrative. Well, you know, people need to take this vaccine for what reason? I mean, again, you're dealing with illegal migration. It's illegal. Shut it off. They're not allowed in. That's it. What do we catch them in the in the country? Deport them right now. They have every legal right. CBP has every legal right to deport anybody they find, and they don't have United States citizen rights. They don't have a right to a speedy trial. They don't have a right to an attorney. Yep. They have, they don't have a right to remain silent. They got nothing. Yep. That's for United States citizens only, only. And they try they try to make it complicated. There's many different facets of our immigration policy. You know, there's not. There's legal immigration. And there's illegal immigration. Everybody who's not legal gets deported now and is not allowed in now. It's very simple. If Ibarra was was handled the way he was supposed to be handled, i.e., in many different areas, first of all, kept out of the country, period. Second of all, NYPD doesn't put a detainer on him for ICE. Or they release him before ICE can put a detainer on him, however it works. But they make, because they're a sanctuary city, they let him out. Great job, Eric Adams. Lake and Riley's blood is on your hands. Mayorkas, Biden, Harris, her blood is on your hands. I mean, it's an absolute zoo. It's very much similar to, have you ever ever been around just unparented kids? I mean, they're in the house. You're like, how do these kids survive every day? They're allowed to run out in the middle of the road every day. There's knives all over the place. Nobody's watching them. We we are a house ungoverned, and I don't want big government. I want real government, just in very strategic areas. Right. But our, our southern border is wide open. It's the same. Our we our immigration policy has many facets. No, it doesn't. You need to get it back. It's the same garbage with COVID nineteen. Wear a mask. What for? Take take up now eight vaccinations. What for? It's a 99.9% survival virus. You don't need a vaccine. You don't need a mask. You don't need to stand six feet apart. Illegal immigration. You don't have to have murders and rapes to keep them out of the country. Everything is actually very simple. 99.9% survival virus. You don't need a lockdown. Don't need to close your business. 99.9% survival. Why are you doing anything? Tommy, you tell me you should have left the country over open? Absolutely. Even flights to China? Sure. The only, the only reason why I'd say not China is if they're purposely trying to infect us with a 99.9% survival virus. Right. But yeah, nothing should happen. Nothing. Oh, Tom, people died. People, listen, that, the numbers, of course, I'm not going to get into that right now. I've got a vaccine section. Hopefully I get to it. And we'll talk about that then. 
Well, those numbers are all false too, just like their numbers from the border are completely false. All right, let's change subjects. I'm bored with the border now. Bored with the border. <laughs> Florida's Voice video. Let's go to trans. You know, you always liven it up when you go to the transgender agenda. <laughs> Watch Florida's Voice video. Speakers outraged over Florida bill that requires biological sex on driver's licenses. You see how idiotic and incoherent all of this is? <laughs> um, we have an immigration policy with many facets. No, you don't. There's no, no. Outraged because in Florida, your driver's license has to say male or female. <laughs> Outraged. Look at these people and listen to these people. Play it for me. The debate about our people is killing us. Thank you for your testimony. Please stop killing us. I did 35 years in the Navy. I felt safer overseas than I do here. Forcibly outing trans Floridians will get people harassed, arrested, and inevitably killed. I'm terrified. I'm terrified to walk hallways, not just the hallways of my school, but also the hallways of the Capitol. I'll fear that I'll be mocked for being non-binary. I know you, so many of you know me. Lead with love, please, or my blood might end up on your hands. All right, so let's break this one down. <laughs> Look at this guy. <laughs> I mean, really, it's like a parody of uh, it's a parody of transgender. Right. This guy, he he looks like a Raggedy Ann doll with a penis. So I mean, I mean, and he said he felt safer. I can't remember what country he said felt safer in some other country. Well, the move there. I think, clown. It, was, I think it was Vietnam. Yeah, he felt safer in Vietnam than he does here. <laughs> All right, we'll move there then. Go, go, you know, go ahead, move to Vietnam. But the, the initial speaker. The, the, the debate over this subject is killing us. Where are all the bodies? Where are all the bodies? I mean, I just show me the bodies of, of the people that have been killed. There he is, that have been killed by debate. <laughs> this guy, I mean, he lives a pretty good life. Like, he's got his fake plastic hair, whatever he's got going on there. He's got, he's got his eye, what, what, what do you call that, eye makeup? Eyeliner. Eyeliner, thank you, other Eyeliner on, he's got black lipstick on, his silver colored hair, whatever that he's got going on. But the debate over the subject of whether or not you have to put... How, how in the world are we going to issue a warrant to write tickets? If you, if you have to put the word they or them on there, how, how in the world are you going to identify them? Uh, here we have a white male them. All right, no, remember, never mind, forgot, forgot. Yep. Here we have a white them. <laughs> and then you're not going to be able to say white because they don't identify as white. So you'll have white people... Identif white men identifying as black females. How in the world are you going to write an arrest warrant? What, like white, a white man identifying as a black female who committed a rape against a female. They don't have a name. They don't have a gender. They don't have a race. These people are trying to usher in anarchy so that we run to the government to, govern the government to save us from the anarchy they caused. And again, just bringing this down to simplistic terms, you, the debate is killing us. I'm always hearing trans people and a million videos saying that they are being killed. Where are the freaking bodies? Show me the bodies. That's all I want. Show me the bodies. The next dip squat that came up after this guy. Uh, <laughs> Stop it. Uh, not that guy, but the the one in between. It's all right. Aaron, Aaron's trying. Aaron's trying to find it for him. It's okay if you don't find it. This guy's good enough for comedic relief. It's that like the kid with the glasses on. The male pretending to be a female. There he is. Now he likes to pretend he's non-binary. So he claims that he's not male or female. 
<laughs> he's fully penised. He's a male. But he says that he's going to be mocked for being non-binary. First of all, I wouldn't even know he's non-binary. And what does mockery <laughs> mean? Does that mean that I call him a him? Like, how are you doing, sir? Right. And then, you know, it's funny because even I, as calloused as I am, whenever I'm dealing with effeminate people now, I'm like, what do they identify as? Because I still call him, sir. I'm still going to. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm waiting for the outrage. <laughs> so he says, he's, show me videos. Again, you have no videos of bodies. You have no videos of white supremacist terrorists killing trans people. None. The only people that significantly harm trans people are black men in transsexual prostitution situations. <laughs> FBI used to our statistics. That's a fact. <laughs> <laughs> it's so that's funny. truth that's fbi <laughs> ucr statistics the only substantial threat to a trans man a man pretending to be a woman is in uh prostitutional interactions with black men that's it tell me you're racist i'm not a racist i'm telling you what the fbi ucr statistics say uniform crime rate statistics say that's it they ain't dying anywhere else show me videos of white supremacist terrorists or black supremacist terrorists uh, Hispanic supremacist terrorists, whoever, women supremacist terrorists, gender supremacist terrorists, mocking trans people. Please show me. Uh, send me the videos. You could really even, you could send one to Aaron right now. Send it to me. Please send me a video. I'll play it. If Aaron can put it on the show right now, you send me anybody. Show me, show me anywhere where a white supremacist terrorist or anybody is attacking trans people. Now, I can show you one video after another of trans people being violent, and the only mass shooters that we have right now are trans people. And the, you know, they, they, the body cam footage was released from the uh, um, Joel Osteen, was that Lakewood? Don't yeah, Lakewood Church. Lakewood Church. Yep. That shooting came out. Who was she? A woman identifying as a man. Again. Shocker. Another one. It's like three out of four are trans people now, or four out of four are trans people now. They're the only ones that are kidding. The only ones, the only ones that are doing any killing are the trans. It's the same thing with Democrats. Democrats are always claiming that they're getting death threats, that their lives are in danger. Nancy Pelosi puts up the 20-foot fence around herself, but leaves our border open. 20-foot, 20-foot fence around the Capitol to, to protect herself. And the race wire that she refuses to implement at the border because she, well, of course, wants to you know, defend herself. Of course, you know, we, we never, we, we don't get any of that. But I, where's all the death? Where is it? They're always claiming, the left always comes, claims that they're the ones who need protection from us when the only people that are committing violence is them. Oh, one, six, one, six, one, six. First of all, that's, that's three years ago. And, and the other thing is, is we know the FBI was involved in that and different other governmental NGOs and the State Department. Christopher Ray refuses to answer questions. When you refuse to answer questions for three years because it's an ongoing investigation, you either suck at investigating or you're hiding something. Yeah. And again, the only people that got killed there were Republicans, killed by Democrats. That's it. So the only people that are killing people are trans people and Democrats. That's it. Where's the white supremacist terrorism? Where is it? Where, where are trans people ever being attacked? When are they ever even being publicly mocked by anybody? I wouldn't publicly mock them. You want to you parade yourself around like an idiot? Go right ahead. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything to you. I could care less. But don't come up and expect me to call you they, them. It's not grammatically correct. I'm not going to be an idiot for you. 
I'm not going to take part in your delusions. Here's another one for you. This shows you the endless propaganda. Liz Wheeler video. Video, remember the, the girl that was killed? Remember? She was killed. It was put out by all the leftist idiots on Twitter. This is their latest thing. Finally, finally, we one girl, one time, allegedly is the victim of trans crime. Finally, we have our Savior. Finally, somebody will fulfill our narrative. Someone will validate our narrative. Finally, this next Benedict is her name. She's, she's non-binary. She doesn't claim to be a man or a woman, which is impossible because she's a fully vagina female. But, so they came out. Oh, she was killed. Those white supremacist terrorists got her. Sadly, it was three black girls <laughs> that she was in a fight with that she started. So, and the... And, and the, the Statement was that she got her head bashed into the bathroom floor at her school by white supremacist terrorists. Then that and this story has all died off. And again, there's no retractions. Now, if it was me, what would I do? If I propagated something on this podcast, 762 people watching right now, I would come back to you, 762, and I would say Tom was wrong. I was wrong. Where's all the retractions? Where are all the apologies for propagating a myth? Okay, there's no apologies for COVID, no, no, no apologies uh, for the southern borders, no apologies for all the other myths. No, apologi- no, no apologies for the collusion hoax, the Ukraine hoax, and anything else. And numerous other hoaxes I can't think of right now. So they all claimed that the well, first story was white supremacist terrorists killed this girl. Sent home from school, had a head injury. She went to the hospital, by the way. So anybody killed him would be the hospital staff. We didn't, you know, they didn't treat her for anything. She was released. So it first starts off with the white supremacist terrorists. They finally found their victim. But then it turned out it was three black girls that she was in a fight with, a fight that the trans girl started, right? So now the true story has now come out, and there's no retraction. Liz Wheeler video, play for me. What happened today? I got jumped. Tonight, new police body camera video shows a 16-year-old Oklahoma high school student describing a fight they had in school just one day before their tragic death. They came at me, they grabbed out of my hair, I grabbed onto them. Uh, I threw one of them. Next, Benedict, who uses they, them pronouns, speaking to an Owasu police officer from the emergency room of a nearby hospital. He got me on the ground, trying to be in the sh- me. Newly released school surveillance cameras show Benedict in the cafeteria with classmates, then walking into a bathroom where Benedict says a fight broke out. They had said something like, why do they laugh like that? And, and mm-hmm. they were talking about us in front of us. Mm-hmm. And so I went up there and I poured water on them. Okay. And then all three of them came at me. Shortly after, a faculty member rushes into the bathroom. Later, Benedict is seen walking to the principal's office and then out of the school, escorted by their mom. The next day, Nexus mom calling 911, telling dispatchers Nexus having trouble breathing. She later apologized on a GoFundMe page for not using Nexus' desired pronouns. She got beat up at school yesterday. I took her to the hospital last night. Paramedics rushed next to the hospital where they later died. Owasu Public Schools tells NBC News they don't have a comment on the new video. According to Owasu Police, the medical examiner's office determined that Benedict did not die from trauma and they're awaiting toxicology results. But the newly released video has sparked outrage and sadness with more questions and answers about a young life cut tragically short. Priya Shreether, NBC News. 
So Priya Schreeder there, of course, shifts right into calling this girl, whose name is Next Benedict, who is a girl, starts calling her them and they in the middle of her report. <laughs> and now how in the world do you disseminate then between who everybody is? If you keep saying they and them over and over again, which, by the way, wasn't them like a racist term like a year ago? <laughs> you dare call anybody them or they? It was like a racist term. But now, that, now it's a... Now it's a, a suitable name for a transgender person. So the, for the reporter, I mean, that, that report, if you didn't know what was going on, it's very confusing <laughs> yeah. because she keeps saying, then they did this and then she was talking about the girl. And remember this, I didn't really outline this very well before we showed the video. It was said that she died of brain trauma. That was, come on, all you left cards, please like and share, like and share, like and share. Send this, clip this and send this. To all the people that propagated this lie. She died of brain trauma. That was uh, that was the result of white supremacist terrorism. Turned out not to be white supremacist terrorism. Turned out not to be brain trauma. Turned out not to be trauma at all that killed her. She died of some sort of respiratory problem. How many times she vaccinated? That would be my first question. But she died of she died, she didn't die of the fight. Everyone, now listen, I was a cop for 25 years. Most of you know that. I've dealt with a lot of people with head injuries. That woman, that girl walking around had no problem, had no head injury. Right. She was perfectly fine. You do not walk around like that with a head injury. And then she goes to the dot, goes to the hospital, and I'm sure they did all the scans on her, and she had no brain injury then either, and she was released. But that doesn't stop the leftist pundits, the left, the leftist talking heads, the leftist stenographers. They're all there out there saying she died of brain trauma. As a result of white supremacist terrorists beating her up, none of it was true. There was no white supremacist terrorists involved. There wasn't even a white person involved except for her. And she goes in there and says, a fight broke out. No fight broke out. She followed them into the bathroom and started the fight. Right. Because that's the only violence that is ever conducted against a trans person is violence they start. That's the only violence. You, you, you end up shooting up Lakewood Church, you get shot and killed. You shoot up a Christian school in Nashville, you get shot and killed. There's no, there's no trans genocide going on. Where are the bodies? It's the same old, it's the same narrative regurgitated by the same demons, stenographered by the same demons over and over again. Oh, everybody's dying, just like they said with COVID. Oh, ain't nobody dying of COVID. Yep. We have the proof. Excess deaths are up now. They weren't up in 2020, so it's all a lie. And you need to remember, that. I, I, and I said this on Saturday, I'm going to stick with this for a while. I don't know how, when I'll get off of it. You need to remember these people or the people that inform you, the people that are allegedly the experts, the people who lead you. You need to be looking into who these people are and are they lying to you. All right, Midas Gold Group, our one and only sponsor. All of us need to be buying gold. I'm buying gold. You hear me outline this all the time. 60-second message here. You have the BRICS movement that's going on right now. Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. They are all buying up gold while they are de-dollarizing or attempting to de-dollarize and devalue the USD around the globe. We have the advent of CBDC currency. Donald Trump says he won't allow it. Donald, I mean, Donald Trump says he won't allow it. Joe Biden absolutely wants it. You have got to have gold. And don't buy it from any company that's not MAGA. 
I'm trying as hard as I can to not do business with people that are not MAGA. Midas, Midas Gold, I, don't, I can't speak for any other gold companies. They wouldn't dare sponsor the show. <laughs> Midas will sponsor the show because they are a MAGA company. They believe the election was stolen in 2020. They're, they're outspoken about it. They're MAGA patriots, MAGA-owned, MAGA-operated, veteran-owned, veteran-operated. And the most important thing is they deal in only physical gold. Even their IRA accounts, you get physical gold upon request. Physical gold sent to your house. You just I, first question I asked them is, "Hey, can I get physical gold right now?" And they said, "Tom, that is primarily what we deal in: physical gold." And they have guts enough to sponsor this podcast. So if you're gonna be, if you're gonna be like me, I'm buying thousands of dollars worth of gold this month from Midas. I got the money in the account. I'm buying it this month from Midas. Do it. Buy your gold. Buy it from Midas, and tell them that the TLP sent you. All right, let's go to the next one. Liz Churchill video, change the subjects now, go into Cabal Media, Cabal Media, because that's, again, if you're going to be a girl, if you're going to be Hitler, you got to have a Goebbels. If you're, if you're, if you're going to be a, you know, a Japanese uh, dictator, got to have a Tokyo Rose. You have to control the media because you don't want anybody to be able to espouse a viewpoint. Really, it's all about this. It's about sequestering and suppressing truth so that your lies become truth. That's really what it's all about. That's what I call cabal media, Liz Churchill video. The Canadian government is now requesting, get this now, we had, of course, the disinformation, disinformation governance board that Joe Biden tried to unleash upon us. Now, of course, Canada is doing the same thing. The Canadian government is now requesting a Digital Safety Commission. Listen to this and we'll break it down. Play it for me, other. This is what the Online Harms Act will do. Under this bill, major online services will have three overarching obligations. A duty to protect children, a duty to act responsibly, and the duty to remove the most egregious content. This bill targets the worst of what we see online. Content that sexually victimizes children or re-victimizes survivors intimate content shared without consent, content that incites violence, extremism or terrorism, content that incites violence or foments hatred, and content that is used to bully a child or induce a child to self-harm. This bill will establish a new digital safety commission to make sure that online services comply with their new obligations, as well as an ombudsperson to advocate for users and victims of online harm. But I want to be crystal clear about what the Online Harms Act does not do. It does not undermine freedom of speech. It enhances free expression by empowering all people to safely participate in online debate. This bill empowers adults. Right now, where your posts go and what appears in your feed are dictated by platforms. Through this bill, we are restoring more of that power to you, the individual Canadian. C-63, this bill does not wade in to your private communications. Private communications are exempted from this legislation. We know that there are powerful organizations and people who may line up against this legislation. People with money and people with influence. My message to these people and these organizations is very simple. It is now the time to work directly with us. Profit cannot be prioritized over safety. Right now, it is too easy for social media companies to look the other way as hate and exploitation festers 
on their platforms. This bill will require platforms to do their part and to do better to keep people safe from harm and exploitation, especially our children. Failure to do so will have a price, significant monetary penalties. This legislation does not come out of a vacuum. All of us standing here today know that it is a result of years, literally years of hard work, research and consultation with stakeholders. With ex- All right, so there, there we go. He just pontificates a bunch of crap at the end there. It's all crap. But let's go backwards now. Let's just go from, from the end of the video to the front of the video. Now is the time to work for us. Reminds me of Joe Biden. Now, again, this is Canada now, but we've already tried it here. Now, we had enough chutzpah. We had enough guts to shut down the disinformation governance board. Remember that. Nina, Nina Jankowitz, remember her? That was shut down here. Canada doesn't have the balls to do it. So, I'm sorry. I love, Listen, there's Canadians I love. There's a lot of great Canadians that have come to the church here. They got giant balls, but on the whole, they don't. Yep. They're going to allow themselves to be ushered right into totalitarianism where you're going to be arrested for speech. This guy right here, and again, these are the people that govern you. These are the experts. These are the people that put you billions and billions and billions and billions of dollars in debt in eight years of the Trudeau administration. But now is the time. It's like a threat. Joe Biden, we're, you know, we've been patient. But our patience is running out. Remember we said that about the vaccines? Yeah. Now is the time to work with us because eventually you're not going to be able to work with us. We're going to have total control of the internet, total control of your phone. And if you don't, if you don't, if you don't do what we want you to, you say what we say you're not allowed to say, or you, or you don't say what we tell you you have to say, you're going to have your phone shut off and go to jail. This, this bill will require obedience. He says it. If not, you're good. they're going to destroy your company, just like they did with COVID. It's the same regurgitation of control over and over and over again. And, of course, here's the lies. Whatever they say in sentences like this, understand that it's the exact opposite. It, will, it does not undermine free speech. Oh, really? But anything this clown, idiot, cuck boy says is hate, which it, what, what hate is to him or harmful speech is anything that opposes his narrative or agenda. That's harmful to him. It's just like Romney, Pelosi, Biden, and maybe many others, I'm forgetting one for sure because I had a list of four, that have done questionable things in Ukraine. And if you go and you try to find out about it, they say that it's harmful to the United States. It's not harmful to the United States to know what Mitten's boy is doing over there, what Pelosi's kids are doing over there, what Biden's kids. It's not harmful to the United States. It's harmful to them. Mm-hmm. But they hide it. They hide their own malfeasance by saying exposing their malfeasance would somehow expose the United States. Same thing here. This will not undermine free speech. But this guy's going to say what's free and what's not. It actually enables people to speak free. How are you able to speak freely when certain ideas and opinions will be taken off? I.e., you know what? I'm against Arrive Can in Canada. I'm against being vaccinated. To him, that's harmful because anything can be harmful. He'll just say that's harmful because now people won't get vaccinated and they're going to die because they're not vaccinated. I know that whole that whole narrative is crap, but I'm just saying that's what anything can be harm. Anything can be hate. Anything that stands against this guy's a globalist, leftist, bourgeois elitist. Anything that stands against his agenda narrative, which is to leverage all Canadians 
into a one-world commerce system with a single access point controlled by him, where he, he, he decides whether you can buy, sell, trade, or travel, just like they did not two years ago. You couldn't buy, sell, trade, or travel in all of Canada without an ArriveCan app on your phone. You QR-coded mar- semi-mark of the beast on your phone. But don't worry. This, uh, what's the name of the freaking, the Digital Safety Commission. <laughs> Jesus said, it will not read into your private communication, just like Joe Biden said he never mandated the backs, right? So everything he says, when he says it will not undermine free speech, it's going to undermine free speech. Border security bill, border invasion bill. It will not read into your private communication. It's going to read into your private communications. Yep. Did, what did we find out about Facebook? They're reading Facebook Messenger. Yep. To the FBI. Yep. Unbelievable. And, and of course, they, here, they, here's, here's what they do. This is their online harassment act, I think they're calling this, along with the, from their Digital Safety Commission. It's to protect kids, the very same kids that'll abort in the womb. And I love it. I, I just love putting this out in there. I never get a coherent response. I usually don't get a response at all. For all the all the different left-hard idiots in the United States that are always saying, you know, kids are number one, you, you got uh, what is this? What's what's his name? The guy just took back over for Trevor. Oh, John Daly. John, no, not John Daly. That's a golfer. Or, uh, John the Daly Show. John Stewart. John Stewart, sorry. Yeah, makes the two words. So John, John Stewart <laughs> just said the number one cause of death for kids is guns. That's absolute lie. <laughs> absolute lie, for one thing. Not at all remotely correct. However, even if it was, let's compare it to how many people Johnny loves to butcher in the womb. Say there's 20,000 kids killed by guns every year. It's totally wrong. I'm just saying... And most of the gun deaths that are counted as gun deaths are suicides, just so everybody knows. 87%, something like that, are actually suicides. And so, and kids are counted, anybody the other, under the age of 18, those are counted as children dying of guns. So how many three-year-olds do you know? In your lifetime, I'm 55, I've never known a two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight-year-old that's died of a gunshot, ever. And I was in law enforcement for 25 years. But they call it the Online Harassment Act, and they want to keep children safe. The same children, say it's a seven-year-old. We're trying to keep that seven-year-old girl safe. But seven years and a day ago, you would have killed her in the birth canal. But you want suddenly, you want to keep her safe. And this is, these are the same idiots who have a very largely, quickly blossoming you, uh, is it, what is it? Euthan, euthan, euthanization. Yeah. Euthanizing. Whatever. Yep. Euthanization yep. program yep. going on inside, the, inside of, you don't use that word very often, so... <laughs> Euthanization, uh, euthanization program, say like a Canadian, euthanization program going on inside of Canada. So they want to kill you when you're old, and they want to kill you before you're born. But suddenly this clown, this cuck boy right here, he wants to keep your children safe. Safe from what? And so if I go on there and I espouse that Ju- Justin Trudeau is a communist, is that not keeping kids safe? He will say that that is harmful speech and ban me from the internet. If I go in and I say, you know what? Uh, there's 17 million excess deaths in 2021, 2022, and 2023. He will call that fomenting hatred and ban me from the internet. None of what, none of what, not one thing I've said is not true. Justin Trudeau is a communist. There are 17 million excess deaths, but I'll be banned from the internet just like I was off of YouTube. Just like I, I'm back on YouTube right now. I don't even care. But I'm just saying I've been banned since uh, April of 2020. And here's it. So this online harassment act will make you, they're going to let you going to protect kids from harm, make you act responsibly. What does that mean? 
This guy's going to determine that. <laughs> These, this grouping of idiots right here are going to determine that. And wait till it turns on them when somebody wants his job. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's part of the Sikh movement they got, the Sikh movement they got. Well, it's mm. his job, and he's just not, he is not, he doesn't have enough melanin in his, in his, in his skin. So they're going to turn it on him. And if he simply says, I'm, you know, I, I am campaigning for this, that's hate speech. How's it hate speech? Uh, it, we call it hate speech. That doesn't make sense, he'll say. Well, that's what I'm saying to him right now. Anything that he determines is harmful or hatred is ambiguous in his own stupid left hard mind. And it's all to control the narrative. All to absolutely suppress that which is true. Why, If your vaccine is so great, why are you worried about what Ryan Cole says or, or Robert W. Malone or Peter McCall? Why do you care? Why do you care what Naomi Wolf says? If your vaccine doesn't harm pregnant women, then why do you care what she says? Why is it harmful? Why are they all banned or have been banned? So that they control the narrative. They have to have a Goebbels. And they want their Goebbels to be the internet. They want to remove harmful content. Again, what's harmful? <laughs> anything they deem to be harmful. Harmful or hate will be anything right wing. Yep. That's harmful or hatred. Anything that foments hatred. Okay. I, you know what? They piss me off on a regular basis. Yeah. So they're fomenting hatred already. They're making me hate them. Allegedly, I don't hate them like in a non-Christian way. I'm just, you know, they foment hatred. I'm offended. Yeah, I'm offended all the time by <laughs> uh. the things. I'm offended by I'm offended by the Digital Safety Commission. So they've already <laughs> fomented hatred. And anything that can cause somebody self-harm. What does self-harm mean? You got a boo-boo on your feelings, blow your brains out, anything in that paradigm? Oh, a trans person got their feelings hurt by what you said. You're banned. Okay, if I say on the, if, I, if my speech comes across the radar of the Digital uh, Safety Commission and I say that a fully penis man is a man, I'm off because I'm fomenting hatred and I'm causing somebody to commit self-harm yep. because they got a boo-boo on their feelings and took an extra Xanax. I'm fomenting I'm fom and causing self-harm. Look at this. Let's go to the next thing. Pick Daily Mail. Oh, no, Lori Logan's response. Excellent. Thank you, guys. Put that play for me. You said you've been targeted over the last 10 years. <clears throat> Can you describe what precipitated your targeting? Yes, I'm reporting the truth about Benghazi. I was attacked by one of those NGOs that masquerades as a nonpartisan watchdog in violation of its 5013C status. It occupies a highly partisan position. I'm talking about Media Matters for America. I'm sure there's many doctors in this room, scientists who've been attacked by the same people. Um, the same people that run that, David Brock, for example, another political assassin, now runs an organization called Facts First USA, which is designed to make sure that your research Dr. Hazan never reaches, never reaches the people or the public. There are other organizations like Defeat Disinfo, which claims to be a pack that goes after disinformation, particularly set up to target COVID and throughout COVID with General Stanley McChrystal and the other people that advise that organization. But what, you know, Senator Johnson, it's not a secret that these organizations exist. What is not widely known and talked about is that it's paid for by us. 
It's paid for by the taxpayers in your omnibus spending bills that get shoved through the House and the Senate against the will of the people of this country. They are, there are cutouts for these NGOs, and what they do is they launder this money, they pass it from one NGO to the next, and in the name of preventing the spread of disinformation, they censor, silence, intimidate, and punish. I said that this is a death sentence for journalists. It's how you murder a journalist without killing them. It's how you murder a scientist without killing them. It's how you murder a doctor without killing them. It's how you murder the vaccine injured when they haven't died yet. It's how you finish them off and everybody else in their family. And it's time for people in this building who come to work every day here to serve us. This is the only country where we the people are the government. This is a government for the people, of the people, and by the people. And the same is said for so-called journalists. Del Brigtree, this man, has been targeted for simply going to the FDA hearings and filming them when they approve vaccines. Just filming them, not doing a thing, and putting that, putting that out and showing people there is no real approval process. They didn't actually do their jobs. And for that, he's been targeted for years, long before COVID ever hit. So it's time now for us to stop taking taxpayer funds to slit our own throats. Thank you. <clears throat> one of the many reasons I generally vote no on those. Back to me. So there you go. And, and, and you know, one of the one of the most important you know things that she that she talks about there. And I just there's so many things that are running through my mind right now when it comes to this. But they, it's all I'm, I'm trying to put it into just a cogent sentence so I can move on, but. Everything that they call disinformation is the truth. Everything they call lies is the truth. Everything that they call truth are lies. So they have to get off, uh, they have to eliminate from discussion, from the, from, the, from the public square, from public debate, everything that challenges their narrative because all of their narrative is a lie. And this is one of the reasons why we have to have a parallel economy. We cannot have YouTube being the gateway of success. They are. They're, they're, they, they own the NFL. They don't own the NFL now, but they own the NFL uh, broadcasting now. Yeah. They're huge. If you want to be successful in any sort of media endeavor, you have to bend over for YouTube. You have to comply with YouTube. Now, you've got people kicked off all the time, like me. But the thing is, I've got six, 764 people watching now. I'm very thankful for it. But I had that in my first week of this podcast. Yeah. And then my first week of this podcast, and they smashed me into oblivion. It was very discouraging. It was YouTube and it was Facebook. You're like, Tom, you're on Facebook. They're not, they're not banning you from Facebook. They've totally banned me on Facebook. Yeah. So Facebook, and Facebook's fading away, but YouTube's getting bigger and bigger. And Google's trying to get bigger and bigger. We have to have other arbiters of success. Otherwise, they will leverage you into having no voice because the only voice you can have is on their platforms. That's why you've got to switch to Rumble. I've made, I don't know, $1,400 off of Rumble, and I love Rumble. I'm just saying you've got to switch to Rumble. We have all got to migrate away from these platforms. Then they can't control us. If you have the Digital Safety Commission, and they are monitoring, and they can... They can uh, leverage YouTube and leverage Facebook, but we have our own platforms. We just tell them, go pound sand. We'll do whatever we want. You have to have a parallel economy. 
We have to have our own Walmart. Our own YouTube, which is Rumble. Hopefully, Elon considers, can, uh, continues to do what he's doing. It, it, Twitter's not great. It's not great. Because it's still run by a globalist leftist bourgeois elitist named Linda Yaccarino. Why he hired her, I don't know. But he did. But we have to have other pathways of success. We have to. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, none of us are going to... Listen, I, I fade off because I get banned all the time off of platforms, and people just... Forget about you. And I'm like, Tom, it sounds like you're hurt or offended. I'm not hurt or offended at all. I could live alone the rest of my life with no problem. I could, I could never do a podcast again and be perfectly fine. You can ask. I have very close. Everybody in this room is a very close friend of mine. There's three people in the room. Heather, Aaron, and my wife. Everybody. They all know. I could leave right now, live on the side of the mountain, never to be seen again. And be completely satisfied. I, don't, I, don't, I, I do this because God has called me to do it. At times, because God's making me do it. Yeah. But I also, when I'm in the game, I want to win it. And we have to have a platform where we can win and get our voices out. And every time you see one of these uh, disinformation governance boards, which means a truth governance board, we're going to govern the truth by calling the truth lies. All right, let's go to the next one. Just to show you how this works, pick from the Daily Mail, White Thompson Reuters data scientist says he was fired from his $350,000 a year job role by woke bullies for sharing data showing cops kill more unarmed white people than black people and claiming BLN contributed to the deaths of thousands. So there you go. He was fired because he put out the truth, and they call it disinformation. There's the numbers on the bottom. It's absolutely true. That's what they're trying to do with the Digital Safety Commission inside of Canada. What they try to do with disinformation governance board inside the United States. What Ursula Vandalizen or Ursula Vandalizen's doing in the in the European Union with her disinformation governance board is to fire people, leverage people out of work, force people into being fired who, who not that they put out hate, not that they put out lies, but even if you put out hate you, you should never be banned from speaking. You're like, "Tom, are you saying that you are in favor of allowing racism on social media platforms? Yes. Hate speech? Yes. Only thing, no porn, no violence. That's it. By the way, that's written into law. If you're gonna, you're, I don't like racism. I hate racism, and I hate violence. And I, and I even hate hate speech. It's ridiculous and stupid. But, but who's going to be the arbiter of hate? Now what happens is, is you put out something against the, against the narrative. The truth is against the left-hard narrative. The left-hard narrative is white cops are hunting black men. It's totally fabricated. And if you put out that it's totally fabricated with the corroborating numbers, you get fired from your job. And people at the Digital Safety Commission will say that you are lying. Saying out that you are propagating hate. You are fomenting hatred and causing self-harm by the truth. By speaking the truth. We all need to be very aware of this and don't fall into it. Well, I kind of agree. You know, they shouldn't let hate be. Okay, what's hate then? Yep. Don't you hate Democratic Party policies? I do. That's hate. You're not allowed on then. Well, hate towards people, Tom. Well, who's going to be, who is going to be the arbiter of that? Who's going to be the mediator for that? Left-hearts. Who will then use that power like they did with COVID, like they're doing with Ukraine, like they do with climate change, to usher in totalitarianism. Right, let's go to this one. Let me show you this. 
I, this is kind of this has been kind of a viral video. Everybody remembers Bob Costas, right? Yeah, well, yeah, you know, he's a good sports guy. Yeah. Yeah. Again, still on my narrative. Who are these people? Who are the people that inform you? Who are the experts? The sports experts? The media experts? The news experts? The medical experts? Who are they? You got Bob Costas. Bob Costas, allegedly an innocuous figure. Simply a non-biased sports guy. Is that true? Play it for me. From you come at this from a position of not wanting to see Trump get elected. You should state that at the outset. True? Yes, absolutely. He is by far the most disgraceful figure in modern presidential history. He's only become more disgraceful since 2016 and since 2020. He is a bubbling cauldron of loathsome traits, and it's only those who are actually suffering from Trump derangement syndrome, which is the way they and Fox News and all the rest of MAGA media try to brush aside all the legitimate criticisms of Trump. You have to be in the throes of some sort of toxic delusion in a toxic cult to believe that Donald Trump has ever been in any sense emotionally, psychologically, intellectually, or ethically fit to be president of the United States. But his supporters are locked in on that. There is no cult okay. of Joe Biden. There is no cult of Joe Biden. <laughs> they, they, they all, all, it's the same old thing. It's, it's a closed border. Uh, Joe Biden's completely coherent. This is all lies. I mean, it's all lies proven to you every day on video that Joe Biden is not coherent. Well, no, he's coherent. There's no cult to Joe Biden. This uh, the thing with Bob. So everybody for years and years and years don't realize they've been propagated by Bob Costas. He's a leftist. I mean, an absolute communist socialist who's a multi multi millionaire because he wants communism for you, but not for him. For thee, but not for me. Yep. It's like Bernie three house Bernie. Communism for thee, but not for me. Walls and guns for me, but not for thee. Bob Costas, who has guns and walls around him 24-7, will publicly advocate 24 hours a day saying that there should be no guns and there should be no walls while he is surrounded by both. And it's not hypocrisy. Yes, it's absolute hypocrisy. It's hierarchy. Bob Costas hates you. He thinks of you as vermin. He thinks of you as a lesser class of human being. And this, I want Bob, give a Bob, since he's the most disgraceful political figure or presidential figure in modern history, tell me exactly what he did. He caused 1-6. How did he cause 1-6? And what was 1-6? A two-and-a-half-hour protest slash spots of rioting? What, what exactly did, what did he do that was racist? Show me, show me his racist language. Show me his racist policies. Show, show me his racist legislation. I can show you record GDP. I can show you record CPI, record low black unemployment, record low uh, female unemployment, record low Hispanic unemployment, record low period unemployment. There's just there's so many things I'm trying to keep it short that go through my mind about Donald Trump. Rebuilt the military, moved the embassy to Jerusalem, closed down the border. One thing, record stock market. I mean, there's just a million different things. I don't like what he did with COVID, though. I'm never, I'm not sick of it. Hated what he did with COVID. Way better than what Joe Biden did with COVID. And there was way more alleged COVID deaths under Biden post-vax than there was pre-vax, of course. All right, seven minutes under overtime. 
Let me go. Let me show you this. This is just funny stuff. I like this part. I'm switching all over the place right now. I had a whole Vax ex- expose. It's actually a two-parter here. I'm not going to get to it tonight. I'm going to go over that on Thursday. I've got to do it. I love doing the vaccinations. You're like, Tom, why don't you just do vaccination first? If I do vaccination first, show's over. I try to do other stuff, and I always think that I'm going to make it. I honestly do. I put like I'm mean, in like a third of third less slides in tonight than I usually do, and I still didn't get to it. But I'm and Aaron's <laughs> laughing. But the whole Ron Johnson hearing, Edward Dowd was up there, one of my heroes. Uh, Ryan Cole was there. Dell Big Tree was there. That was Laura Logan was actually at. That was the Vax Summit, if you want to call it that, Vax hearing. Um, that was held by Senator Ron Johnson, who is a legitimate, one of the very few legitimate Republicans. But I just have to show you this as we close out tonight. Rumble video. Terrence Bradley. Now, this is Terrence Bradley, the guy who's speaking here. Testifying in the Fannie Willis, Nathan Wade, if you want to call it sort of a grand jury investigation without a grand jury, to see if Fannie Willis and Nathan Wade were corrupt in their practices as far as the Donald Trump prosecution. What I mean by that is, I mean, the whole thing's corrupt, and I could go into a million different tributaries into that river, but did Fannie Willis, was Fannie Willis dating Nathan Wade? Now, Nathan Wade, she's hired to be the primary prosecutor of Donald Trump. Nathan Wade, who has never tried a felony case in his life, and I don't think it's ever been proven that he's ever tried any criminal case in his life, ever. He did, he was a judge that oversaw tickets, that we know, and he was part of a family law law practice, but he's never actually, we know he's never tried a felony case, but whether he's even ever tried a misdemeanor case, I don't think it's ever been proven either. The guy who's testifying is Terrence Bradley, who was his divorce attorney. Now here's the, here's the question. Both Fannie and Nathan said, so it's, you know, we know about $700,000 that Fannie Willis gave to Nathan Wade. She says and has said under oath and penalty of perjury and for me being permanently disbarred, that should be on the table, and of course fired and removed from this whole prosecution and persecution of Donald Trump. Her and Nathan Wade both said that she didn't hire Nathan Wade. Let me make sure I frame this right. That... I'm trying to remember exactly how to frame this, but she said that their relationship didn't begin. This is it. That their relate both Nathan Wade and her said that their relationship didn't begin until after she hired him. Right, right. Did I get that right? Yep, yep. Okay. So they both testified under oath that their relationship began after she hired him. <laughs> she didn't hire him. In other words, she didn't give him $750,000 because. He was her boyfriend that they traveled the globe with. (laughs) She gave him that money before they were a dating couple. Now, they both have testified to that under oath. Now, the only problem with that is, (laughs) is that prior to hiring him as the primary prosecutor who's never prosecuted a felony case, who's now going to prosecute the most famous famous man in the world for a for RICO violations, which is a very complex case if you've ever dealt with RICO before. She's claiming that they never they they weren't dating prior to her hiring him. They were just acquaintances, and this relationship bloomed, I guess, during their felonious <laughs> prosecution, Donald Trump. <laughs> right? But the problem is, is that prior to hiring Nathan Wade, 
They have documented 35 visitations to his house where she stayed for hours yeah. in the middle of the night. So I don't know about you, but you know what? I, I've got some friends that are female. And I never am over at their house at night. <laughs> for hours alone. For hours alone. If their husband's there, I'm hanging around with their husband. Yeah. But never. She, it, is, it is confirmed that Fanny herself they haven't even documented him at her house. This is all her going to his apartment. 35 times for hours at a time. And 30, I mean, 12,000, 12,000 text messages between the two of them. Whoa. Prior 35 visits to her home, to her going to his home, and 12,000 friendly, non-business-related text messages all prior to her hiring him. Now, she testified, Nathan Wade testified under oath that their relationship didn't begin until after she hired him, which is still a violation of anybody's code of conduct. But so here's Terrence Bradley. He is uh, Nathan Wade's divorce attorney who knows the timeline of him, of Nathan Wade and Fannie Willis's relationship. Play for me. May I approach? We'll show you a little text to refresh your memory and then we'll ask you. Are these supposed to go together? Oh, these are two uh, two separate, separate dates. dates. Okay, all right. Are you sure you said? The texts were just about the footnote. Um, but do you recall me asking you, um, do you think it started before she hired him? And you said, absolutely. Do you recall that? I see that in the text message, yes. Okay. And um, do you also recall me asking you how they would react if they would attack me? And you said, no, they will deny it. Your Honor, objection as to speculation as to how he thinks they will react. I think it goes to the motivations of the witness overall. And you told me that they will deny it. Yeah, that's written in there, yes. Um, I just want to, one last opportunity. You're an officer of the court, correct? I am. And you're under oath today? I am. Is there any of your testimony from today or the previous days that you want to correct? That I want to correct? Yes. No, I told you everything that, you've, I've answered everything that you asked. Thank you. That's not what she asked. She didn't ask if you answered all of her questions. She's saying, do you want to correct your answers? Right. Typical Potomac left hard two-step. <laughs> Typical deflection. Is there anything that you want to correct? No, I've answered all your questions. That's not what I asked. Of course, you've answered all of our questions. We're asking if you want to correct your answers. Typical left hard. And I, I love it. Does it say in your text messages that they were dating prior to Fannie Willis hiring Nathan Wade. Yes. 
<laughs> and also came out that he stated in in his communications with that same attorney that Fannie and Nathan would try to hide it. That's in another video. That's also part of the, the <laughs> communications between Bradley and Trump's attorney, that they would try to hide it. Then they have now perjured themselves. Aaron came up with more stats, just so everybody knows. Prior to her hiring him, where she <laughs> says they weren't dating, yeah. because it would be a lot, it would be a just a giant mass clump of impropriety <laughs> if her if she were to hire her boyfriend give him seven hundred thousand dollars according in 24 hours that was billed for his consultation with white house attorneys that was weird too right don't have time to get into that but you know somehow and again it, it, there's a lot of impropriety here even if you start the date after that's why i got confused earlier if you start the date afterwards you have to recuse yourself correct you can't date somebody <laughs> You can't be the district attorney and date the pro and the prosecutor who's prosecuting your lead case. <laughs> you can't be having a sexual affair with a married man who is your lead prosecutor in the most uh, prosecuting the most famous case on the planet. You, you, you don't, it's not just it's not just uh, apparent impropriety. It is impropriety. Yeah. So here's the numbers. So she says they weren't dating. Prior to him being hired, not dating at all, just so everybody knows. I'm not talking about, you know, we were casually dating, but we weren't an idol. No, no. She said nothing. They were, her and Nation, Fanny Willis and Nathan Wade both said under oath, we were not dating prior to me hiring Nathan Wade. Only problem is here's more statistics given to me by Aaron. Guess what? They had, before they, before, basically the year before she hired him, they had 12,000 text messages between the two of them. They're not dating. <laughs> and not only 12,000 uh, text messages and 35 visits from Fanny to his apartment in the year prior to him being hired. 35 visits to a casual acquaintance. <laughs> I guess if your name's Fanny, maybe a lot of things are casual. But not only that, but 2,000 phone calls. Yep. <laughs> 2,000 phone calls in a year? Woo. I've I've known Aaron since you were what seventeen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our total phone calls are way less than two thousand. Yeah, I we I mean it's probably in the hundreds that we've called each other. <laughs> yeah, I've known I've known that that is what you'd call a friend, or even even a casual relationship with somebody. That is a full blown adulterous affair going on, and then you hired him <laughs> to work for you and gave him seven hundred thousand dollars. We're talking about felonious crimes here, folks. Felonious crimes. They need to be disbarred. They need to be thrown off the case and criminal charges for bribery and other things. Whatever it is, may not be bribery. Whatever it is, funneling cash. What I mean, there, there are there are there's charges involved. I just don't know what they are. That all of this needs to happen, and we we cannot let any of this go. Fannie Willis needs to be criminally charged. She'd have no problem putting Donald Trump in prison for 30 years. None at all. Sleep like a baby at night. Well, actually, spoon with Nathan Wade all night. <laughs> have no problem at all. They need to swallow the medicine that they force us all to swallow, and they'll stop doing it. All right, that's it. 18, 18 minutes over time. That's good. Love you all. Listen, stick around for the postgame. Got a great, great postgame. Stick around for it. You got to see it. It's really good. Most, if not, well, most of the videos are new except for the last one. 
Really good stuff. Stick around for the post game. Appreciate 719 people that are still on. Love you guys. Like and share this. Get this out to as many people as you can. We had a record breaking last Tuesday. It was a record breaker. Now I've got the numbers here. 993 we're watching uh, in total and 873 on Rumble. So let's get this. Let's get this out. We need the truth to get it out to as many people as possible, as well as you know the Foundation Church. You know, join us, Foundation Church, on Sunday mornings. If you're going to some weak, limp-wristed, COVID-caving church, you need to just join us on Sunday mornings, no matter where you live. I never would have said that five years ago. You got to do it. It's it's over. I've told people that if you if you if you live within two hours of here, drive here. That's what I'd be doing. Flat out. I'm not going to some limp-wristed, COVID-caving. You know. Basically, globalist capitulating church. I'm not doing it anymore. And I never did, but I never would. I mean, I, I certainly would never, ever be a part of any, anything that strapped masks on, locked down, took vaccines, unless they've come out and publicly repented. Then you get another chance. But anyway, stick around for the post game. We're back here Thursday night, 8.30, full 90 minutes of fury, or as tonight, 110 minutes of fury. <laughs> Don't miss it. Love you all. Really do. And really appreciate all of you for, for hanging with us all this time. Always being here. You get kind of used to it. And you know, you're not always as appreciative as you should be. I really do appreciate and love each and every one of you. I love hearing from you, too. I really do. But anyway, love you all. Be back Thursday night, 830. God bless you. watching the Tom Lipley podcast, please consider investing in our program. Go to TomLipley.com and donate $25 or more and we will send you this TLP mug warmer. We look forward to you tuning in next week and thank you for giving.